What's happening, weirdos? Val is on vocal rest. She is doing great and might be even coming back to the microphone sooner than we thought. But luckily for for me, we have this episode for us, for us. Luckily for us, we have this episode pre-recorded. We did this before. She had a little uh, vocal surgery. She had a, a something on her. She had a polyp on her vocal cords, so she can't talk right now. We recorded this about a week ago. Backlogged, baby. And it is really, really fun. I love this conversation. We have so much fun and we get deep. I really hope you enjoy it. Couple things to plug up top. Uh, Largo on February 12th is my only stand-up date. If you are in the LA area, it's going to be me and some incredible guests and some music. It's always fun. And this one is on a Saturday, which is rare. So hopefully that will make it even easier if you guys would like to come check it out. The theater is incredibly safe uh, for all of us uh, COVID-conscious people. They're super, super thorough. Uh, and it's going to be a wonderful time. So Largo-LA.com for tickets. And as you know, those of you that know the show know that we don't do traditional ads. I only sponsor things that I absolutely love and actually use. First and foremost, I mean, it's right here. It's on my wrist. It's my Apollo Neuro. The Apollo Neuro is an incredible, incredible wearable technology that is absolutely, I'm not just saying this, there is no script. I am just talking about the Apollo Neuro. It has changed my life. It helps you by using uh, these almost, well, I'll say gentle, soothing vibrations on your wrist or your ankle. It vibrates and speaks directly to your nervous system with these very intricate, scientifically, neuroscientifically developed, board-certified psychiatrist-developed vibrations that speak to your nervous system and help you recover and rebalance after stress. It has different settings. Energy and wake-up is incredible. This is what I put it on in the morning when I am about to exercise. It is like a shot of espresso, but you don't have to put anything into your system. It just wakes you up right away. Social and open, a great setting for parties and and chats, obviously. Clear and focused is what I have it on while I'm doing stand-up or while I'm doing this podcast. They have incredible studies, some new ones that are coming out about cognitive performance. This is helping people that suffer uh, from, you know, attention disorders and that sort of stuff. It's incredible. The data hasn't yet been released. I'll get more specific when I can. Rebuild and recover, which is what you put it on after something stressful. I always say that I do it after I have dinner with my parents or something. But that is one of the most important ones after a workout, after a stressful situation, after a long flight, you start re-communicating to your nervous system, it is okay. If you are feeling this, how stressed can we be? That's basically one of the principles of it. Your body gets the message and you can just feel yourself relaxing and melting back into your usual self. Meditation and mindfulness is the setting that really, really converted me on it is because when I meditate with it on that setting, made my meditation the deepest it's been in years. I joked, I was like, is this thing meditating for me? Really helps you get into that quiet mind space. I put it on that setting often when I'm just at work and I just want to feel a little bit more zen. Relax and unwind is how I unwind at night and sleep and renew is what I have it on in bed and it helps me fall asleep. Literally, guys, it's like finding the fuse box to your body, to your nervous system. It's something you can do proactive when you're feeling stressed out, when you're feeling overwhelmed. It's wonderful to know that you have this ally on your wrist to help you get through those things. 
it is unbelievable. And if it just did, if it just had one of those settings, if it was just a wearable that helped you fall asleep, I would be excited about it. If it was just a wearable that helped you focus, I would be excited about it or meditate. But it does all of those things because the settings are so so different. It actually trains your nervous system to cope with stress the better. Uh, better over time, the more you use it, the more it works. Like I said, it was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist that have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. So this is not a crystal ball or anything woo-woo. This is hard science and backed by science. And their effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So this is real-world stuff. And you can get 10% off and show your support of the show by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird and see for yourself what me and Val <laughs> are so excited about. It is truly, truly incredible. Speaking of some of my favorite things, my favorite earbuds currently and of all time currently, just the best fitting best sounding earbuds I've ever owned in my life are the Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds that are out of the box amorphous blobs that you stick in your ear, you hook it up to the app, purple light heats it up, purple LEDs inside the earbuds heat up the amorphous uh, plastic and forms it to the unique shape of your ear. I mean, this is revolutionary. It was fun. It was interesting. It was wacky. I liked looking at myself in the mirror while it was happening. And in 60 seconds, you get something that you used to have to go to some fancy place in Beverly Hills to get some fancy person with a strange smelling cologne to give you custom fit sound. This is out of the box with the app at home custom sound. I mean, we all rely on our devices, but we often neglect the hardware you're born with, which is your ear. Same as fingerprints, no two are exactly alike, and that's why your earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after a while. But the Ultimate Ears fits true wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change just that. They are the most comfortable earbuds first and foremost, but secondly, they sound incredible. They have groundbreaking light form technology. They have industry-leading expertise trusted by pro musicians and hi-fi enthusiasts for over 25 years, engineered to provide a full warm sound with a tight, punchy low end, and you can set custom EQ presets through the app as well. Play and pause music and answer calls. That's one of the ways I love it. I love it because it stays in my ear and it stays sounding great as I'm exercising. But when I'm making a phone call and I have to be on the phone for an hour, these are the only earbuds I use because they are so comfortable and they don't give you that why why did I have a piece of hard plastic in my ear for two hours feeling. Use the free app to set custom actions as well, like voice assistant, volume adjustment, and more. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, no worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. Use promo code WEIRD at UE.com slash FITS to get your pair of UE Fits for just $169 during their holiday sale. That's UE, like Ultimate Ears, UE.com slash fits and use promo code WEIRD to show your support of this show. Last but not least, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about better sex. Let's talk about Foria, which leads to better sex with or without a partner. 
when you use their incredible products made for a company that I absolutely absolutely love better sex starts with foria people may not think they need the extra help in the bedroom but if you're like us pleasantly surprised by how much better and more pleasurable their sexual experiences can be imagine the best orgasm you've ever had now imagine it could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms solo shout out to everybody uh you know laying a bit low during during quarantine or with a partner. Foria is using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. They have a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using their products. A real testimonial, people talk about seeing color, hearing color. That's how big the orgasms are. They make products that will transform your pleasure, your sexual pleasure, especially if you have a vagina or if you love someone that has a vagina. Their products are made to help women and people with vulvas fully experience their sexual pleasure from heightened orgasms to more sexual comfort. That's the thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, but sexual discomfort is very, very common, and Foria is here to help. Their bestseller is the Awaken Arousal Oil. It's the ultimate pleasure pregame. It's a juicy warm-up that helps you get really, really turned on, increasing your pleasure and deepening your orgasms again alone or with somebody else. Awaken uses CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, sensitivity, come on, you want more, to feel it more, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on. Use together Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil are the perfect combo for peak, peak pleasure. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more, deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as often as you can and start with a bottle of Foria. They are offering a special deal for weirdos. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com weird or use code WEIRD at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com forward slash WEIRD for 20% off your first order. And I recommend their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil, that combo together. Trust me, you'll thank me later. And you'll show your support of this show. All right, everybody. Here it is. Me and Val. I miss her voice. I'm happy to listen to this with you. And we will be back uh, next Friday as well when Val will be recovered. All right. Enjoy. Get into it. Are we really going to do a podcast right now? <laughs> it's 7.15 p.m. Wednesday. Wednesday, 12th May, Thursday. That's from Terminator 1. Oh. He goes, you don't like Terminator 1? Does that surprise you? What, what can I relate to in Terminator 1? Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Linda in Hamilton. Is she... Do Linda in Hamilton, but drop the F. Linda... Wait, drop the F? The fuck word. Oh, okay, but not the just the F, because that'd be... There's like... no F in Linda Hamilton. No, I thought you meant like <laughs> Linda Ucking. Oh, my God. Not Linda Uckingham. That would be funny if you were like, Uck you. Uck you. And we were like, fine with it. Well, oh, you it's know been that... edited for children. Go uck yourself, mother ucker. <laughs> you know how too close. autocorrect will change the F word to ducking? 
Oh, yes. My <laughs> my funny friend Kate just writes in ducking and says ducking. And like she's like replaced the F word with. Oh, good for her. Like another ducking. When life gives you duckings, make lemonade. <sighs> it's nighttime. It's dark outside. It's been it's dark for hours. It's And it's. Oh, I was going to say. We had a full meal. meal. I mean. A family meal. A family Just us, though. <laughs> But like a meal enough for a family. <laughs> That's right. A family size you meal ever, just you, the two of y'all us. Y'all picture a brick wall behind me. Y'all ever go to KFC and get the family meal and you're like, that was about right just for me. <laughs> oh my God. I Do we think, have the heater on? Yeah, we have the heater on, Valerie. What are you, crazy? What? Yeah, I'll turn it on. <laughs> It's very cold. We're we just, just in the just, back house here. We have look, a little, oh, we we got a little des- spacey heaty. We decided to do a podcast about because. 10 minutes ago, and then we came in here and we just like started immediately. Tell them, so well, still- because I was going to say, uh, it's evening. It's evening. So this is evening, Pete. Mm. And uh, ask me my take on any topic. I'll give you my hot fresh because... <laughs> After 6.45, it's only hot fresh. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know in a bakery at 6.45 a.m., everything's hot and fresh? Mm. That's like me, but for p.m. <laughs> I'm like a reverse bakery. If you want hot and fresh, you best be sneaking, sneaking by after 6.45. Is this Southern? After no. 6.45. Before 6.45, that's cold stale, baby. <laughs> well, before 6.45, you're going to get a lot of prudence and temperance. <laughs> no, nope, nope. Prudence, prudence and, temperance. and temperance. These are my daughters, prudence and temperance. Oh. Why not just name your kids? Shut the fuck up. I feel like people used to name their kids chastity. Yeah. And chastity. You know why you don't meet anyone named chastity anymore? Because all those motherfucking women were chaste. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, not chase means with, no boning. I know. I thought you meant chased like somebody chased them. Oh my god! I wonder <laughs> if there's anything to be done with the fact that people who are chased are, are chased. Mm, I if don't you're so. chased, ladies, let me just say, let me say this right now. You know what it's a joke for? Mm. Uh, like a women's retreat in 1976. <laughs> Let me just say, the more chaste you are, the more chaste you are, okay? <laughs> if you're not out there lighting it's cigarettes. Like, <laughs> That's like doing the retreat. Oh. <laughs> it's like a so coach. <laughs> you want to be like an Arnold Palmer, 50-50. You want, for every yes, let's say a no. For every no, though. For every no, though. <laughs> oh, uh, ask me uh, my hot take on any topic because I'm hot and fresh. Okay. Um, also... This isn't true. You aren't more hot and fresh in the evening. You know when I'm my most hot and fresh? When? In the sauna. Hear me out. Hear me well, out. Definitely the most hot. Hear me hot. out. I don't think you're very fresh. <laughs> 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 we got a horn, you guys. <laughs> um, we got a horny, guys. <laughs> we got some horny guys. Has anyone <laughs> ever been excited like? Ladies and gentlemen, we got some horny guy. Like, no one's ever been like, bring him out. We got some horny fucking guys. No. I guess maybe, maybe, 
when? Maybe gay. I was gonna say gay men, but are just like fuck yeah, horny oh, guys. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but right. uh, typically, but horny guys not. are bad, bad news. Not typically, but just wi- for women, it's Look, bad news. As a horny guy, I've been a horny guy, and I've never been like, oh, you know, what would make this better is if I was surrounded by seven or eight other horny guys. Yeah, that's why I'm not into strip clubs. Let's just go and be our like. Fu- I was gonna say our worst selves, but that's not quite healthy, is it? Mm, I don't know. I don't want to sit next to Joe DeRosa and we both just have boners bonies yeah i don't like the image of that either i don't yeah although what i guess there are some guys that i wouldn't mind you picturing having a co-bone with (laughs) and there it is val has a crush (laughs) no val currently has a crush and she and i no, 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 no. People need to know. Let them know what not your crush, but that that it's possible to L O V E one another. And every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, my wife, for whom I give it my all. You do. Meaning if you, you if you, but if you, like my first one, yeah, you know what I mean? She hit the bricks and you're like, eh, okay. But this is best Pete. Yeah, best Pete. Uh, in every way. As dreamiest best man. <clears throat> best man in the world. If I'm the best man, why is she marrying him? It's real Seinfeld bit. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, he he got to it first. That was right there. Mm. I mean, he but it was like nineties, eighties. Anyway, yeah. Weddings um, were new then. <laughs> See, I would love to know the first person that made that joke. It wasn't Seinfeld. The best man. Yeah. It was probably in like oh god, we watched the last duel, uh, which highly recommend. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh-huh. I watched the first hour of it alone. And then rewatch the first hour of it yeah. with you because yeah. I was like, we have to watch this together because it's like a real sort of like, but wait, what is it? What's it going to be? How's it going to end? And you said the funniest thing and say it, say it, <laughs> say can... what you said. <laughs> I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I'm happy to say it. Say it. I said it was like days later, and we weren't even talking about this. Are you talking about what I said about Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah, okay. So we weren't even talking about it. And then I just went, it's so weird that in the last duel, Matt Damon is the chode. (laughs) He's the chode. He's the chode. Guys, I don't even care if you haven't seen it. First of all, you should. Yeah. Because it's surprisingly good. I remember I saw the posters for it and I was like, fuck off, gallop, 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 jousty shit. Yeah. We have a jousting movie. It's called... A Knight's Tale, which I kept mentioning that it made me want to watch A Knight's Tale, and you teased me pretty hard about that. I did not. (laughs) Worse. I laughed dismissively. And you called me a nerd. (laughs) 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 And this is why I have a crush. You know, oh my Jesus, if ever I've loved. Mm -hmm. I only, I, I I think I maybe saw that movie 
in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was as I am, 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where he gets like a, a Nike symbol embroidered and blazoned. That part is on not his, good. On his suit of armor. And that's all I think about. So when you're like, let's watch that movie, I'm like... The movie with the Nike swoosh? That is really dumb. And there's also like not like a not great well, although I kinda like it. The like a dance sequence that people have trouble with, which I get. And it's like modern music. So a lot of people didn't like that it was we will rock you and stuff. But that was the oh. whole fun of it was that it was like what it like to them, it was modern times. So, like, how do we give this very old thing? A, to like a them, mo- it was modern times. <laughs> yeah. So let's airdrop a song from our modern times to so them, so that we understand what it would be like to be watching this. Right, because when you time. hear a fife, you're not like, "Whoo, top forty. Yeah, well, but they did. Yeah, if it, you were like, <laughs> but also, I think to just put into context jousting and how crazy it was. We're like, you watch it and you're like, that's medieval times. Like they did a bunch of shit. This is weird. But if you put it to modern music, you're like, they were, this was their sports. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. If you show me a montage of jousting to Queens, we will rock you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And Paul I Bettany don't know if it's kind of who Paul Bettany. Oh, He's so good in it. We love Paul. Look, I'm not really defending it. Excuse me. I'm not really defending it because I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I remember But here you are defending it. it publicly right now. I know, but now I'm backing out. Okay. Out of it. But I saw the posters. I saw Matt Damon's. Uh, he looks like the comedian Theo Vaughn because Theo Vaughn mm. has, a, has like kind of one of those it's like a cool mullet. Mm. Like I, I, when I see his mullet, or if that's even what you call it, I'm like, I just know he's younger than I am. He's hipper than I am. That must be what people are doing. Yeah, that must be okay. So it's not like a haha mullet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Matt Damon has it in 1340 something. Yeah. Don't know? Question mark. Was it a haha mullet then? I'm guessing no. Yeah. If you didn't have a rat eating your face, you were like, like a pretty hot bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so you funny. You dead. You, you know, were... he's not dead. He doesn't have the plague, and a rat isn't eating his scrotum. He's a, he's a viable choice. Yeah. He's a pretty good choice. So Matty D is the chode, which is so funny that he said chode, because chode is like a ding-dong, and a ding-dong is like a penis. And a penis, though, <laughs> that is um, thicker than it is long yeah. is so funny. It's like a can, a funny thing. Like a can of tuna fish or a cat food. Yeah. That's uh-huh. a chode. Uh-huh. So it's it's not like it's small. It's just it's, big in a weird way. Yeah. And you, if you're wondering, should I make that my ringtone? Yes. Absolutely. You want to be sitting in a coffee bean and tea leaf. I say the full title. That would be such a red flag. Imagine you're dating the boy of your dreams. Yeah. Your crush. You. You're the boy of my dreams. Right. But I'm the boy of your reality. Yeah. That's not as fun. No. You go to night night and there he is. Oi. You can say it. I've said it. We've said it on this podcast. Yeah. It's, uh, you say it. No, you, you do the impression. Oi. Wow. (laughs) You want to watch me do some football? (laughs) Is that good? Yeah, that was good. Was it okay? Well, we can tell because it just got humid in here. (laughs) Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. My friend. 
This is what this I is get safe. for having a dreamy British good look. You know who he looks like? Who? Brett, if you hear this, first of all, <laughs> gush. <laughs> it's Second gushing of all, over it's here. gushing over here. Uh, I'm Lithuanian and she's gushing. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> God. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, he looks Oh, like- he looks like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, he does. If you watch young Daniel Day-Lewis interviews, like yeah. I do, yeah. which is probably why you're peeping over the fence. Because <laughs> every time you come home, I'm just watching laying under a Daniel weighted Day blanket watching Rose. Daniel Day-Lewis on Charlie no. Rose. And Paul Thomas Anderson. And you know what's funny about those? Whenever it cuts to Paul Thomas Anderson, the Chiron, mm. the text on the screen says, Paul Thomas Anderson, filmmaker. Mm. But when it cuts to Daniel Day-Lewis, they're like... This is Daniel Day Lewis. They they don't it, they, they don't, don't say, say anything. anything. Yeah. But they every time it's Paul Thomas Anderson, who of course is my favorite. They're yeah. just worried. The viewers are worried that if you're flipping by, you're like, who's this accountant? <laughs> That's very funny. But uh, fucking, uh, uh, fucking Brett uh, Brett Goldstein. Here's a new yeah. compliment. You look like Daniel Day Lewis. They're mm-hmm. specifically when he's promoting the gangs of New York. Mm. He has a shaved head, mm-hmm. close to Roy Kent. Mm. Uh, and he look, and that's that's a new way. There's yeah. not a lot of new ways to say that Brett is good looking. But yeah, and this is this is why it's a safe a safe crush because not only is he a lovely and very um, in, integritous person, <laughs> we're not sure of that. I think so. He's just British. <laughs> I can't believe there aren't more British serial killers in America. <laughs> Like, they come over here and they're like, Hello, Mona, come in. Uh, my car broke down. Is that a hook hand? Ah, oh, no! It's me, uh, I'm a fishmonger. And then I'm, they come in and murder everybody because we're so charmed. I really, I know, I understand, and I think that is true, but I really, I think we've hung out with him enough to have poked through that veil if... Uh, if he were shitty, we would know at this point. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, no, I think that's true. But the true. other reason why, and the most important reason why it's a safe crush is because he's so out of my league. It's oh, insane. Val. It, it might as well be oh, Ryan Gosling. Get, okay. Yes, I agree with you. It might as well be Ryan Gosling if he's not a movie star and he's always hanging out with us. <laughs> he's not always <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, you hear the yearning. But I'm just saying... <laughs> He's not hanging out with us. Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> I know what you mean. Is Brett Goldstein, Ryan Gosling hot? Question mark? Some in this room would say yes. <laughs> Do I need to edit this out? I'm feeling very blushy now. Not really. You're so sweet. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I think it's good. The yeah. reason why I think this is good is Brett... He, He's probably not going to listen to this. He probably won't hear it. Yeah. There's one, two, three strikes you're out. There's a couple <laughs> listeners that know Brett, and they might send it to him. But I feel like he's so polite that he'd be like, well, Val probably doesn't want me to hear that. <laughs> he will never mention it. And he'd talk in his real voice, which is not gravelly. No. And I actually prefer it. <sighs> Oh, oh my Jesus. God! Okay, let's get to the real meat oh. of this. Well, go ahead. Which is just what a shining, beautiful star you are. 
that like well I like this very much yes that you well that's what I'm trying to say is like we love each other and I think like there's a couple things I want to touch on one is somebody somebody recently said to me that they were a Christian and uh, somebody they knew had COVID but they weren't worried about it (laughs) and they were sort of like they sort of like pointed to God and I was like the the spokesperson of that faith was murdered Only I will find that funny. I was like, maybe I could do that on stage. I think it's so funny that we've talked about this sort of ad nauseum, but Christianity is, Richard Rohr once said to me, we all lose in the end, meaning we die. Mm -hmm. So we should practice losing. So it's sort of like a study on losing and like what is real. Mm -hmm. And even ultimately, like your life and your story isn't like, ultimately capital R real, but yeah. there is something that's real, yeah. but it, as Eckhart Tolle would say, it has nothing really to do with your life situation. And sometimes suffering is actually the thing that leads to surrender. Mm. And when you surrender, you, you uh, abandon the false God of you in control of you, your universe. And you welcome in the, I would say the true God, I'll put that in quotes, Reality, uh, ultimate reality, the present moment, this, the mm-hmm. thisness, mm-hmm. without your filters, yeah. and that your brokenness often leads to that surrender. Christianity, you call that the way of the cross, and how we've turned—I've said this a million—but a naked, bleeding, uh, broken man mm. who's being murdered and abandoned by his friends mm-hmm. and spit on and shamed. How we turn that into. Uh, God wants your football team to win. He wants you to be rich. He wants everything to go your way. And if, you, and if you're with him, you'll go your way. The apostle Peter, the first pope, was crucified. Yeah. Upside down. Yeah. These are like the OG homies of the faith. And I'm not saying God doesn't love you. I'm just saying God's love is so much more interesting. Yeah. Meaning the love of reality. Right. Meaning the love of... Something much better than just a buddy that's going, I really want you to get that job. Right. It actually wants so much more mm-hmm. than meeting your base human needs. Your base human needs are what you think you want. Right. And I understand that you do need some of those things. But the desire of God for you is so much greater mm-hmm. than and just... Richer. And richer. than just having you be wealthy, well-liked, healthy, yeah. cool, and prosperous. With nothing interesting in there. Look at yeah. everybody. I, and you go to the Old Testament, you have so many more examples of like, this is a faith of brokenness and what to do with brokenness, not an insurance policy to keep you away from any brokenness. We pray to the broken, naked guy to be like, don't break me and don't strip me and don't kill me. Yeah. You're already dead. That that's the met. That's why he came in the Christian story to demonstrate, look, I'll show you there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm. I'll show you there's nothing to die. Mm. There's nothing to die. Mm. And we go, cool, cool, cool. But could I keep doing this? For how long? Yeah. For how long? Yeah. It can't... Okay, 150 years. I'll give you 150 years of prosperity. Then fucking what? What good is that mm. to anyone? We need something eternal. Yeah. Something better than your story. And now I'm on a tear, but I had that on my mind. And by I the way, that. I don't mean to judge or look down somebody. It's good to trust. And sometimes trusting... Trusting reality, trusting the universe, trusting God does look as simple as 
this is this bad thing is happening, but I'm going to be okay. I, I, and you don't have to do this. I just like to introduce the idea that that okay mm-hmm. might never make sense yes. to anybody yeah. ever. Yeah. But it, we're, we're working with different types of sandpaper polish and, and clippers. And in the end, practice losing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I end. Yeah. Practice, practice losing. losing. Um, I, Back to your crush. A couple of things. Yeah. One, I... It, it reminds me of Eckhart Tolle. I, I know I've quoted this on the podcast, but the, what he says about manifesting, where how do you know to, what you want? Yeah, and he says, "How are you? How do you know what you what you actually want, and certainly what you need?" And he said, "Most people would tell you that the best gifts of life came from a time that they never would have wished for themselves, a time of suffering." That's exactly that they never right. That's exactly and right. I was even thinking of that in terms of like talking to my therapist about that um, because I'm about to have this vocal polyp surgery on, on Friday on and it's Friday. Wednesday it's Wednesday yep and and then I have to have two weeks of silence and I've just been nervous about all of it and sorry everybody I'm making so much noise it's okay it's got really warm in here yeah it did get really it. hot we could just let's just turn this off it, yeah. sorry everybody this is brought to you by the Dyson Space Heater. <laughs> Dyson.com slash it's way too fucking hot in here. <laughs> we'll take you from very cold to way too fucking hot in I, a matter of minutes. I do keep it on 99. And how it is bladeless, I don't know. But that's some devil shit. What yeah. if I talked about like all these like theological ideas and I was like, <laughs> like that's the that's devil. That's the devil. That's the devil. It, that's how that's, it's so hot. It's Yeah, it heats from the fires of hell. Um <laughs> Uh, but I was just saying, I really, I, I, at, at this point, I can have the mentality of knowing that this is going to be really hard. And there's a part of me that's looking forward to that because I know whenever, whenever anything is hard, yeah. I get the best out of it. It's like, fact, that's where the gold comes from. You get so little from things from just like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but like, Accomplishing what you want to accomplish or getting what you want to get. Mm-hmm. This is what like the Midas, the King Midas. It's like we are not good gaugers at what we need. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody that listens. God love you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'll keep this brief. This is my problem with streaming services. This is my problem with entertainment in general. This is my problem with being able to watch the entire first season of, uh, or the third or fourth season of Stranger Things in one day. Yeah. That's what we want. Mm. But what we need is a, a Stranger Things day. Mm-hmm. That's how you... When Sopranos... Sorry, I sound like fucking Andy Rooney. But when Sopranos came out on Sunday, people would get together and cook Italian food and then watch it and mm-hmm. someone would die. And it was huge. Yeah. And for a week, you got what you needed by them tricking into giving you what you wanted. What you wanted was a fucking TV show that just goddamn hypnotizes you. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But what you really needed that you actually got from it was calling your brother who lives in Philadelphia and having an hour and a half debate on Polly Walnuts. And and that connection was... You never would have said that's what you liked about Sopranos necessarily. Or Mad Men. Everybody would get together and make cocktails and dress up. Mm -hmm. and, And Stranger Things. Like, I'm actually... In the camp that, if it is a camp, that I think they should release it once a week. Yeah. It would be the best. I know. And it, and that is the feeling of, like, when they do that for Succession, 
I get this very strong conditioned reaction after we watch because we would watch the episode like right when and it you want to watch it again, and then one. I would just be like mad like kind of bratty like oh give it to me I know you have it yeah you wrapped <laughs> yeah yeah um but then but that's like a good sign like there's it's a it really is there's a type of not getting what I want that a part of me goes good that's good you that's, shouldn't get what you want. I all might the time. be forcing this, but I think that's what reality is. If you subscribe to anything even close to my belief system, mm-hmm. which tonight sounds like this, is that there was one thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even one thing. There was no thing that manifested into one thing and then split into many things. Mm-hmm. And then we're basically just playing a game of hide and seek yeah. with ourselves. Yeah. Why? Why not just binge it? Mm-hmm. Just binge it and be the one thing. Mm. Because we let we we are designed to get value out of scarcity. Yeah. I, I I was watching a video on cryptocurrency, and one of the problems with traditional money is that the scarcity isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like when when we and we've been doing this since the beginning of money. Mm-hmm. Like in Roman times, when there wasn't uh, when they needed to devalue money which is what we're doing all the time by printing more make-believe money which is not even backed by gold it's basically just backed by a promise that the government will like back it some other way mm-hmm. but in rome that or i think it's rome they would have gold coins and when the government needed to devalue the coins they'd cut off an edge from the coin they wow. would like slice it and you'd have like a coin that you could balance on a table because it would be missing a right angle and they would melt that down and make other coins, other money or whatever, or the government would just have it. That's how they would devalue their money. But we're devaluing money all the time. So you learn that? (laughs) I know. Actually, I recommend it. It's a YouTube channel called After School, S-K-O-O-L. I think it's wonderful. Uh, Some of it, just fair warning, some of it's pretty out there. Mm. Like they'll get into, but I love it. They'll get into like Illuminati. Not Illuminati. It's not like conspiracy stuff, but they'll mm-hmm. get into like um, every 2,368 years, or I made that number up, there's a catastrophe. And this mm-hmm. is the math of that. And this is how the Egyptians knew that. Like like ancient that's alien right, stuff. Cool. Yeah. Like if you were going to toke a doob and not really understand most of a video, I recommend it. <laughs> but they also have great Alan Watts things, Eckhart Tolle things, like very, very similar to my interests. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what. And this is very brief. I'm almost done. The genius of Bitcoin is that they, into the algorithm. So Bitcoin is an algorithm of, uh, I, I barely understand what I'm saying. But built into the algorithm is scarcity. So there's only going to be a certain amount of Bitcoin. Oh. And human beings fucking love that. That's what NFTs are. Yeah. Why are you buying, as little as I understand, why are you buying Usher's first tweet? Well, because there's only one. There's only one document that says ah. you own it. So really, you're just, as far as I can tell, you're just sort of, unless you're buying something that's real, like footage or something, mm. you're just bidding on something that we're all kind of agreeing is something, mm-hmm. which is also what money is. Mm-hmm. I have this, I have a new belief that if there's something out there like NFTs right now or crypto in, in like the early 2000, late 2000, whatever, mm-hmm. if there's something going around that everybody's like, that's fucking stupid, run and buy it. Mm-hmm. Like buy it right now. Wow. Before yeah. idiots, like, I always get to it too late. <laughs> Yeah, like vaping or like... Vaping. Yeah, there's... Did you mean that? Well, yeah, I remember seeing vaping and being like, 
that's so dumb. That's not going to catch on. And yeah. it definitely did. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I love you. You're so smart. That was very hot to watch you say all of those smart Really? <laughs> yeah, you're very smart. I didn't smart. even say it in a British accent with chest hair glued to my chest. <laughs> you think it's Fake glued? chest hair? You're, oh, you Yeah, no, I, I, I just trimmed my pubes and glued it But to it actually chest. does tie into the crush because you're talking about scarcity. And the thing that we deprive ourselves of... In a world where we can get most, we can get cheap dopamine hits and we can have something satisfied pretty immediately, we're depriving ourselves of desire, which you've made yeah. a really great point that does that all of nature is desire or the, the, yeah. f- the fundamental. You can explain it better than I can. I, I think that's in Be Here Now is that re- reality is made of desire. It's made of desire, yeah. And that is the, and I remember like a time where I think I was trying to not eat sugar or something. And we were at our favorite restaurant, one of our favorite restaurants all time. And they have like these really great cookies. And I was really practicing being mindful of it. And I was like, I can just want the cookie and really feel what it feels like to want a cookie. And it almost feels kind of good to desire something. It's like our whole thing, fear is just excitement without breath. And like wanting a cookie. Or for me, like being horny is always like a thing that I'm like, well, I got to take care of this. Yeah, it's... Why not just... On my best days, I go, what's wrong with going around just feeling... Yes. Feeling the sex in the air, and I don't just mean yeah. like porn <laughs> fucking or 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 like or even anything that would even lead to sex. I just mm-hmm. mean yearning. Yeah, just yearning, sensuality, like just feeling that kind of aliveness, which is the uh, first conversation we had when I was like kind of talking about this crush. It was what I really have a crush on is the vitality that you get when you have desire yeah like that's what is that's what's happening it's it's and if i and go ahead no go ahead no i was going to say it's not getting it like it it only becomes an issue when you think you have to have the cookie but if but you the can do- just the feel design, that's the desire, ex- yeah i mean you really just i was hoping we would get to something i certainly and i would edit it out i did not want to embarrass you no or shame i don't feel you. it i feel embarrassed we talk about it a lot yeah. yeah i mean it's just sort of like a thing yeah <laughs> uh like a joke yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. something that comes up from time to time not all the time <laughs> um but you did it and i i think like what is like what is desire mm. and can desire be an end to itself like can yeah. feeling that we're we obviously in this culture that we're in, we feel like it's good to have a desire and, and fulfill it. Yes. Like that's the thing. And when a fellow, this is what I was going to say, traditionally when a guy, an older guy has an affair, Mm -hmm. it's usually not always, but with a younger person that like validates him Mm. in that way that he just doesn't get that he would say he doesn't get from anyone anymore. Yeah. So, but it's like, certainly I, I'm not of that cut. That's Mm-mm. not how I am. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that I couldn't, you know, yeah. have a, 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 you know, I'm just trying to say, I'm not like, oh, I'm perfect. I'm just saying yes. anybody, if you sure. caught Pete at what, here's what you would need. A hundred percent horny, mm-hmm. which is like 
rare, but yeah. every once in a while, I can't handle that there's just private parts <laughs> that like there's just they're out there mm-hmm. and they're on legs and they're walking around there but they're moving and you can you can negotiate with them you can talk with them and <laughs> engage with them and then people just like well here here it is and you go here's mine and you go ah! <laughs> like i can't handle that that's what's fucking happening mm-hmm. i was actually thinking about the first time i was blindingly horny and I was in the Winnebago, as I always was, on a family trip. And we went to a water park. And Valerie, this is vulnerable. You said something vulnerable. I'm going to say something vulnerable. I was young. I didn't know. I hadn't seen, like, Playboys, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. But we're on this trip and there was this water park. And people were just running around in their bathing suits. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody. I wasn't looking at it. I went back to the Winnebago and thought that there's somewhere a VHS called Playboy Wet and Wild, probably something I had seen. Oh, my God. And the title that that existed, that there was like, I didn't have it. But somewhere there was And you weren't even sure that it existed. And didn't know what they were doing. Wow. You know what I mean? It wasn't about, I didn't have an image in my mind. I was just like, somewhere... There's erotica mm. that involves like water, and I I know water. <laughs> that was my that was my in. I don't know erotica, but I know water, and, and I, it's wet and, and it's, it makes things slippery. I mean, I didn't even know enough to know that. Like this yeah. is like the first. I feel like everybody, the first, all boys, the first ten five years, no lube, and then you figure it out one day. Oh wow! Because this is yeah. before Reddit. I wasn't even thinking of it in that way. I was, I was thinking of it just as like bodies like slipping down a slide and like you know like sure just slip slippy bodies. Nothing to this day. Swimming in salt water and when you get out and your skin is all sort of salty and taut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm about it. You're about that. I'm about it. I didn't know that one. You, your nipples are sort of like an appetizer. They're so salted. <laughs> oh. It's like you could put them on a dish. My God. Somebody would only have to do one lap around the party to get rid of my nipples <laughs> on a dish after I've been in the water. It's an amuse-bouche at it's that It's an amuse Well, you pick it up by the nipple and, and you... But you <laughs> It's pretty gross. <laughs> so anyway, the tautness and pools too, mm. uh, the the chlorine, yeah, chlorine that, that is also very of our time, I feel like. 70s, 80s, this idea of like sexy pool parties. Oh my God. When I watch Straight Outta Compton and it's like, well, their number came in. Something they never said, because that's something only dorks say. But as a group, number came NWA's in. number came in, <laughs> and they were big time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we major. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they say, our number came in. <laughs> so now they're major. And they would have a pool, Dr. Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. MD. Yeah. Means, I thought it was PhD, but okay. Oh, he is a PhD. Yeah. He... <laughs> he would have these pool parties mm-hmm. and I'm just like I, I still don't know why we're not having sort of like sexy pool parties I don't know why we're I not know. either I, well I know who you'd invite <laughs> okay it's not old chubby chubs over here don't you dare 
don't put down, don't put yourself down. I actually, no, 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 no. You're you're going through a dreamy phase and you know it. Feels pretty good. Yeah. You're extra dreamy. Feels pretty good. (laughs) What were we saying? Wet and wild. Oh, so here are the three pillars that I would need Mm -hmm. completely full to 100% to have an affair. Mm -hmm. And when I mean an affair, I don't mean... I'm falling in love with somebody slowly because that's just yeah no that's you. that I know isn't me yeah I'm so I don't know I'm first of all I'm all in I'm like a real all in yeah guy, but mm-hmm. I'm specifically all in on you Aww. romance romance and everyone else annoys me and yeah uh, you I'm kind of only the person the only person you really as even we've like. said many times yes yes uh-huh. didn't mean to cut you off uh-huh. here are the three pillars one ten out of ten. I can't believe there are tapes called Playboy Wet and Wild Horny. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. that's a hundred out of a hundred. Uh-huh. Like, I'm so horny. Yeah. Two, my ego has to be simultaneously jacked. Mm. Like, I have to think that I'm king shit. Uh-huh. In this small circuit. Yeah. So what's happened is, in this weird scenario, you're okay with this, right? I think so. I am. I don't know what you're about to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just meant as a topic. I'm oh, not yeah. going to say anything bad. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to... Well, I'll tell you the third one first. I have to be devalued and demoralized yeah. in my life. Yeah. And that wouldn't happen. But mm-hmm. if that happened, if I was really just shit on and, you know... Yeah. <laughs> like it in just... an 80s movie, I have a toupee and yeah. sort of those half and half glasses. <laughs> You've been glasses fired and... and then everybody, like, as you were getting on the elevator with your box, was laughing and pointing yes, at you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But even worse, when I come home... You don't say hello to me. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, you, you do have a crush and you're really like... Not Why can't you be more me. like Brad? Like, yeah. I, like, like Fargo, basically. Yeah. I, I heard Brad Goldstein got his wife <laughs> a new washer-dryer oh, in yeah. one unit. And I'd just be like... And I'm Martin Freeman. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well... Oh, I hate this. So that. Yeah. And I'm horny. Mm-hmm. And then I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is why they all happen at like conferences and stuff. Yeah. So you're like nothing. You're a chode. Yeah. You're Matt Damon in the last duel, which we have to get back to. Yeah. You're a, you feel like a fucking chode. Yeah. But then you go to the semi-annual regional manager of plunger company. Like mm-hmm. you and all these other horny, <laughs> liquored up plunger salespeople. <laughs> meet up and they care or you know have been conditioned to care Mm -hmm. about the same nonsense that your partner so in my case i would have to go someplace because this is in the future this isn't like a dystopian future yeah my career is as tanked i'm i'm done (laughs) like i i'm i feel irrelevant and then i get invited they're like we're having this sort of like semi-ironic like podcasters get together or whatever. Yeah. And then I go to a Hyatt in Cleveland, mm-hmm. 10 out, 100 out of 100 horny, demoralize at home. And then the third one is I go somewhere where they think I'm awesome. Yeah. And that leads to an elevator where a young lady has to make, she has to make the, the, the first move. move. Meaning we're on the elevator and she gets off at my floor. Like it has to be that. I mean, I really believe you that that's all of that is what it would take for you to have an affair. And I would be rooting for you. I mean, I guess in this case, I'm a bitch, but I would, me now would be rooting for you well, that's to have why, a little bit of fun. 
I play this at our divorce hearing? She said it. She said she wanted it. She said it. Yeah. 100% JK. I'm in. I'm like Irish in. I'm Irish in. You're Irish in? Of course I'm Irish in. I know you're Irish in, but I I, I was pleased that you knew what Irish in meant. Yes. Like, I'm in. Yeah. I would not. Are you kidding me? This is an insane. We're the only. We're like some of the few people. I'm going to edit this out. Okay. I'm just kidding. I yawned. I, I just we, we, we just we don't... do hit this. We ring this bell a lot. That yeah. that it's is very rare. We have a but very you know, rare true love. There are other people, and some of them I'm working with, and it's really nice that they yeah. like their partners. Partners, yeah, mm. yeah. We're more and more we're finding people who, but it is we're just. It also feels like the more uh, I my friends get kind of older and have kids or whatever it is, or even just more people I run into. It's like if I didn't think what we had was rare before I knew other couples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very confirmed. Finish your chode thing. Okay. Because so, Matt Damon oh, in yeah, that so movie show, okay, so Matt, the, the Theo Von Mullet. So I love an Adam Driver. I mean, I think he's dreamy. But it is like Adam Driver, Matt Damon are in a movie. If you side by side held up those two men, their pictures. In their prime. When they were in their... No, not even in their prime. Oh. Well, I guess, yeah, in their prime. Well, Adam Driver is currently in his prime. That's what I'm saying. But I was going to say, if you took pictures of each of them when they were 20, or even 25, and held them up side by side, you would never in a million years say... If you were like, which one's the chode? Yeah, never. And you would never in a million years be like, this one, pointing to Adam Driver, is going to be... Uh, the dreamy character in right, and it is but like in, they did give they had to give him a mullet and a scar on his face, a pretty good scar, a pretty big scar. Like he was hit with a mace, not a sword, like <laughs> yeah. a fucking mace. Yeah. He's a chode, but the the way, <laughs> the way they chodeify him mm-hmm. because he's still Matt Damon. Yeah. I will say this about Matt Damon because I'm from Boston. He and I love Matt Damon, and I actively try to look and act like Matt Damon. And sometimes you succeed. Well, uh, with better hair. Okay, I like this very much. (laughs) Theo Vaughn's listening. Hey, Hey. not in the last duel. He looked that was better hair. That's the best hair. Um, What was it? Oh, Matt, because I'm from Boston, Matt Damon to me just looks like a regular guy. I'm not saying he's not dreamy. He is dreamy, but he's dreamy in a way that I'm like, yeah, I went to high school with that guy. Really? Even in Goodwill Hunting? Especially in Goodwill Hunting. Really? That just looks like a kid from New England to me. Wow, he's, he's got so that little mean. He's got the little ski slope sort of... The ski slope nose and the beautiful lips. See, I don't... I, I never learned to look at lips. I only look at lips, which no, is I've why now I married you. To, yeah. Well, color me Twizzlers. <laughs> I never looked at lips, and now because of you, I look at lips. Mm. And I was just watching The Accidental Wolf on Amazon, and there's a guy in it that has no lips... And I was like, look at this no-lip motherfucker. And uh, I don't think I would have noticed that 10 years ago. I'm glad I... I, You enhanced my life. (laughs) Okay, so here's how much of a chode Matt Damon is in The Last Duel. How chode is he? (laughs) Hilarious. One, he's a fucking chode. (laughs) Two, his wife doesn't like having sex with him. Mm -hmm. And there's like... Seven or eight references to it. Yeah, like they keep they show it where she's like, 
this, this fucking chode. And then in court, they're sort of like, do you like it? And she's like, yeah. This was in a script I know. that Matt Damon said he, that he wrote. He wrote. He wrote it with that Benny, it Benny Affleck, so he made himself a chode. Yeah. And Ben Affleck also made himself ridiculous, kind of. That's true. And Adam Driver uh, is so dreamy mm-hmm. that the reason it, it's sort of about an assault and yeah, the reason why no yeah I know I don't want to spoil it but it is about an assault a you sexual get that assault. in the trailer they're like well if it was this dreamboat clearly uh, it was the best thing in the world like I, I'm not uh, subscribing to this belief no, system that's, that's what the characters in the movie are like why that character has to be dreamy so that then the like medieval awful men can be like, but wouldn't you enjoy it if it were him? Right. Yeah. So awful. There's also a you can't get pregnant from an assault because you can only get pregnant if you enjoy if you have an orgasm. You have to, and if you yeah, forget it. It is pretty. Man. It is pretty tough. I really loved it, the movie, but it is tough. Just know that I kind of can't just believe know that. I okay. It. Just like know that. Okay. When you go was, in and watch it, I just thought it was going to be so stupid, and then it's. This isn't a spoiler. It tells the movie from three different perspectives, mm-hmm. and that is like. I feel like all movies should be that. I know. Well, another movie so that's really that great, way. which maybe we should watch. Sliding Doors with Gwenny Powell. Oh, love. Never seen. Oh, it's great. Um, no, it is Atonement, which I really loved the book. And then the movie, I can't remember how if it did well or not, but it was James McAvoy, Kira Knightley. That's also, really weird. I was just thinking about James McAvoy today. Really? Because I was looking at a movie... That was a Macca movie. Sorry to interrupt. Mm. Uh, but anyway, his picture was in the packet. <laughs> you waited for me to start it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, and I looked at his face and I was like, what is his name? <laughs> I also couldn't remember the name. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go, no, 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 go your go turn, go your go turn, go your turn. Okay, well, Atonement also does have sexual assault in it, which is very sad. But it is the, you see the story through the adult's perspective, which is kind of like what actually happened. But then you see it through a child's perspective. I wish and then you could see it from my dad's perspective and it's just like Lou Gehrig <laughs> walking by in black and white. <laughs> no matter what he's watching. And then seeing. a big plate of waffles. <laughs> and what did you see, Mr. Holmes? I saw Babe Ruth. Greatest hitter of all time. He's pointing to right field with his bat. Okay, you're uh, you're not a helpful witness. And then Omaha steaks. That's like if your dad lives to have dementia. That's oh, going to no. be his. Yeah, that that'll be kind of what's going on in there. Yeah. Um. All right. What? What? What was I going to say yeah. while you were? Yes. Okay. Let me see if I can stump you in the way that I've now been stumped for two days. Okay. First, I'm going to tell you a piece of information mm-hmm. and play along at home. I'm going to tell everybody a piece of information and then I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> You're fun. Okay. The woman that is in Taxi Driver, Panic Room, Silence of the Lambs, her name is Jodie Foster. Uh huh. What is the name of the woman who plays the mom in The Big Sick? Um, 
Jodie Foster? <laughs> no, Helen Hunt. No. No, no, it's not <laughs> Helen Hunt. And what's another movie she's no, in? No, so no, people... no, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Sorry, I screamed no, that into the, the microphone. These are the thrills and titillations <laughs> that I'm trying to offer you as a husband. Holly Hunter. Holly what, Hunter. My little experiment there, which was only sort of false... Mm. Is that if someone reminds you of Jodie Foster, you won't be able to think of the name Holly Hunter. It didn't really work. Within 30 seconds. I think you you probably took at least... I don't think so. I said Helen Hunt. Okay, yeah. You took 10. I did it under 30 seconds. And you struggled. But if I I hadn't said Jodie Foster... You know why I said Helen Hunt, though? And I don't know if everybody has this. I don't know if everyone Helen has this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've I used to get Jodie Foster and Helen Hunt mixed up, and if you think about it, they look very similar. That's sort of my point. And if you throw Holly Hunter in there, she looks different to me. By the way, Holly Hunter, if you haven't seen The Big Sick, fuck you. Why wouldn't you see my movie? <laughs> uh, that's not what he sounds like anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> Why wouldn't you see my movie? Why wouldn't you see my movie? He can sing now, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. no he tone really deaf. can't. He's, Fun he's fact. T- he's toned up, and I think it's the it's most adorable thing cute. ever. Uh, yeah. I've only gotten been able to I don't to know get if he's t- tone deaf. I don't know if he's tone deaf. I know one time I asked him to sing something, and he couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. maybe he, he can. He just had a bad day. Yeah. No, I... I've only heard him sing maybe twice, maybe, just briefly, and I loved it both times. I really love it. I'm not, again, maybe he's not tone deaf, but I love it when people are actually tone deaf. My mom is tone deaf. I think it's In church, it would be like, he is exalted, the king is exalted on high. I will praise him. He is exalted forever, exalted, and I will praise his name. (laughs) He is the Lord forever, his truth shall Cut to my mom. King is exalted. He is exalted. Um, the king is exalted. It doesn't. I wish I could do it because it's actually my mom is a very strong person. Yeah. And the only time you would ever sort of be like, oh, yeah. kind of want to put like you know how firefighters put a blanket around <laughs> yeah, you. That blanket. You want to firefight that blanket. That fire, you want to fire you want to fire fire blanket her in that moment because she's so adorable I and there's a house burning behind her. Um, um, I Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Okay, but oh, wait. I was going to say she's on Succession. She plays yeah. the woman who. I'm just trying to help people. People know Holly Hunter. What she's is Holly Hunter famous. famous for, though? What is her? Famous? She's famous for raising Arizona. Okay, there you go. I love him so <laughs> yeah. much. Everything's changed. Okay, so that one. Okay, so guys, give it a try. Hashtag Hunt okay, versus think, what is the other Jody? Can you think of the woman who played Olive Kittredge now? Frances McDermott. Dorm Dormant Dermot. Well, she hasn't worked for a while, so she's more like Frances McDormand. Uh, that's not true. She was in Macbeth. I just wanted to... I know. <laughs> no, she was sorry. also in the French Dispatch. I'm, I'm sorry. actually sort of dormant overload. Oh, I can't ever get enough of her. 
I love her. I know what you mean, but I guess I just... And you know that uh, she and Holly Hunter used to be roommates when they were, like, trying to make it as actresses. They lived together. Isn't that crazy? And Jodie Foster is Helen Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I do want at least one of you listening to say, hey, you know the actress Jodie Foster? Mm -hmm. And then say... Wait, you don't... What was the name of the woman in Raising Arizona? I think what you say is, what was the name of the woman in Silence of the Lambs? Jodie Foster. Foster. What's the name of the woman in Raising Arizona? (laughs) Jodie... You're just... Jodie Foster? (laughs) That's like my um, bit uh, where I was like, if we ask people that want to become citizens of this country, like, what year did the Civil War end or whatever, Mm -hmm. we should really ask them things like, is Geico Affleck? <laughs> yeah. And remember, this was yours. Yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Is Geico Affleck? And do either of those have to, anything to do with stocks and trading? Is Geico Affleck? Yes. Correct. Does it have anything to do with stocks? <laughs> yes. Are atoms molecules? Yes. <laughs> Are particles molecules? Oh, I couldn't I, think of any other. I love pointing out how everything is carbon, and then I, I have no further knowledge. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's carbon. What is carbon? Yeah. Like, like even just I kind of what is I don't know what that means because there's carbon monoxide, there's carbon dioxide. I'm pretty sure we're there's made There's got to be of... a carbon trioxide. Well, if you give me carbon dioxide and a little bit of oxide, I can make you a carbon trioxide. <laughs> also... Isn't that one of the things that a lot of us just have no fucking idea what's going on? Mm. Chemistry. Oh, my God. Chemistry ruined my life for a full year of my life. And I, that is not even... My life? My life. Um, I, I really don't think I'm exaggerating. I, I, like, when I was 16, I had to take chemistry, and I cried leaving that class mm. every single day because it sounded like this to me. Boob zork vorflark, and if you take the zark blark and put it in the blark flark, you shall be getting a blark blark. <laughs> and I was just like, huh? Yeah. I'm no. supposed to be writing these words. I, I don't now? want you to talk about it anymore because it's going to give me dream- nightmares. When I realized I didn't have to take physics, yeah. like they were like, no, that's optional. I was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you were getting ready to give birth to Leela? We wanted a word, a phrase for when you really wanted your epidural. Yeah, the doula said, you know, you're probably going to ask for an epidural, but I want to try to keep you to what your goal was before you were in labor, which was to try to do it without an epidural. And so she wanted us to come up with a code word. Because then you have to like look for the code word. Like it's like another level of consciousness. Yeah. And Valerie's code word was. Holy shnikes. (laughs) It's just the best. It's the best. Do you have a Love. Do you have a poem? Um I I can I can muster up a poem. Muster up a poem. Muster up a poem. A poem. Right away. Beer. We we haven't done a Kabir in a while. I'm gonna look on Spotify in real time. Yep, all of my albums have been removed from Spotify. Why? Why would you do this to me? Why, Why would you do, you do this? this? It's like they lost the licensing. 
Well, isn't there somebody to help with that? I asked. You asked too. Whom? Your people. You can find the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Is it? I I mean, it is, but I I don't know. Um, Okay, I'm just going to go straight to this and... Thanks for joining us. The next episode, you'll have your voice box. My voice box? Your your text-to-speech app. Oh, are we going to do that? Uh, Maybe. That sounds fun. A lot of things are fun. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, like, what? Um, Oh, the headphones are playing. We don't know when we lost you, but it just happened. Okay, you didn't miss anything. Uh, Okay, this is by Kabir, and it's called... I said to this wanting creature inside me. I said to this wanting creature inside me, What is this river you want to cross? There are no travelers on the river road and no road. Do you see anyone moving about on that bank or nesting? There is no river at all and no boat and no boatmen. There is no tow rope either and no one to pull it. There is no ground, no sky, no time, no bank, no ford. And there is no body and no mind. Do you believe there is some place that will make the soul less thirsty? In that great absence, you will find nothing. Be strong then. That's desire of the universe. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy. Sorry to interrupt. No. Be strong then and enter into your own body. There you will have a solid place for your feet. Think about it carefully. Don't go off somewhere else. Kabir says this, Just throw away all thoughts of imaginary things and stand firm in that which you are. Kabir! Kabir! Can I? I love that, and I realize that I have this great quote from The Power of Now that I wrote down this Mm. week, and I wanted to read it. Facing deep pain, allowing it to be, taking your attention into it, is to enter death consciously. When you have died this death, you realize that there is no death, and there is nothing to fear. Only the ego dies. Imagine a ray of sunlight that has forgotten it is an inseparable part of the sun, and deludes itself into believing it has to fight for survival, and create and cling to an identity other than the sun. Would the death of this delusion not be incredibly liberating? Mm, that's great. I can't, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. It's such a simple one, but I was like, yeah, beam of sun, wood, it's hanging out. Mm. And it's like, oh, it forgets. Yeah. It's the sun. Yeah. You forgot you're the sun. Yeah. Don't forget you're the sun, everybody. Don't forget you're this the sun. This is Mark Wahlberg. Don't forget you're the sun. <laughs> When I do a movie, I have them move a whole gym into a hotel. Just for me. That's true. I'm a special boy. I get to lift all these weights. You can't touch those weights. These are my weights. I'm going to be a big shining star. I'm going to be a big shining star. That was from Boogie Nights. I was very good in that movie. Very good. I know. That was before I got my own gym, too. Mm. Imagine how ripped I would have been if they had given me my own gym. (laughs) They should have. I'm going to go back in time. (laughs) <laughs> it's decided <laughs> alright everybody 
All right, angels. All right, angels. <laughs> All right, angels. Keep it crispy. crispy. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. I like to get in my gum. Well, this is my. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. <laughs> you look like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> like Stephen Hawking. Next Hocking episode, you'll sound like Stephen Hawking. <gasps> uh, How dare you? Well, it's just a FACT. It's true. Fact.